Get the inside scoop on what VCs are thinking and where they are investing today and tomorrow. Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music guide you through the opaque world of venture capital and reveal all the ways you can source capital for your company's growth. It all starts right here with Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music on VC Confidential. Welcome to VC Confidential. I'm Ann Kennedy, and I'm here with my co-host and partner at Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music. Together, we are the managing directors of the Sibylla Masters Fund. You can learn more at masters.vc. This show is for investors and entrepreneurs alike as we rip that opaque lid off conventional venture capital and show you how it really works. And there you have it, folks. Hi, Jillian. Hi, Anne. What's on your mind this week? Ah, I am very excited to say, not what, but who. You know, Jillian, a few weeks ago, we talked about structured exit funding. And this week, we have David Gitlin from the Philly area law firm Royer, Cooper, Cohen, and Braunfeld, who first proposed this funding vehicle to Angel Groups five years ago. Since Mm -hmm. then, he has written a lot of structured exit deals and could rightfully be said to be championing the concept. Welcome, David, to VC Confidential. Thank you, Anne. We are so looking forward to you telling our listeners much more than we could. In fact, we want to hear it too. But I just want to point out one thing, Jillian. David Mm -hmm. is our very, very first guest. Yes, that's right. Confidential. (laughs) This is a big day, David. We're glad to have (laughs) you. Yes, David, welcome. Anne's quite right. You know, we had this top-level discussion here on VC Confidential about various types of venture funding that entrepreneurs should consider when building what I call their capitalization stack, right? We encourage investors and entrepreneurs to invest and to take capital in tranches and in a manner that best suits the situation at every stage. So in that discussion, we included the idea of equity investments with structured exits. Now, In 2015, you noted in an article that we saw published online, these structures open a new universe of potential funding for companies in underserved markets without access to traditional funding sources and a new pool of potential worthy targets for investors seeking adequate and safer returns than those afforded by traditional venture capital business models. So let's unpack that for our listeners. You know, at our master's fund, we're focused on funding women-led, diverse teams, building better ways to live and work together, uh, structured exit funding based on this conventional venture capital, and enhanced by the opportunity to receive, you know, earlier and more consistent returns for investors makes all kinds of sense to us. So David, can you tell us what the structured exit is and why it might be a better choice for founders? Great. Well, thank you for having me. It's it's a it's a pleasure, and uh, I feel honored to be your first guest. Um, so, those words, I I think they ring true today as they were in two thousand fifteen. Um, let me let me give you a little bit of background on how this thing started for me, because uh, it will help illustrate why I think this is still very relevant. So, so I was I was asked to um, to be a, a speaker at the uh, Angel Capital Association national meeting, which I thought was a great opportunity for me. Except that I didn't ask what was the topic, and then 
when I asked, well, what's the topic? They said, well, you know, there's this whole new thing called structured exits. Why don't you talk about that? And I said, sure. And then I, I, I left my office and started talking to people and say, you know, <laughs> what is that? What am I supposed to be talking about to a national audience? Uh, and, and as I got gotten more and more into it, I, I realized that there were, there were a couple of, of academic studies at the time bringing the concept of structured exits, uh, but, but nobody really had heard of it or implemented it in any significant way. And so um, I started getting convinced that this is really a, a win-win for both uh, companies and entrepreneurs. And, 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 and here's the reason. The, the reason is that the, the venture capital model, which has evolved to the point where it's pretty much standardized. You know, you have the NVCA forms, everybody uh, uses them. It's a model that is based on an, an, an all or nothing win. Uh, you are either going to uh, have a fabulous return on your investment, or most likely you're going to lose that investment. And so if you look at the statistics in the venture capital world, uh, and you see that 80% of the revenue comes from 7% of their investments, uh, you realize that the model is such that, that investors, angel groups, PC funds, are really prepared to lose a few investments as long as they have other investments that generate a huge return that makes up for the losses. And, and, so, and so what happens is that, that all the investments are modeled after uh, the presumption that a company will have at some point a significant exit. And the facts are that companies don't have exits uh, for a number of reasons uh, that are subjective to the company and, and objective to the to the to to the economic conditions of the time, but but others are really not likely to have a significant exit from the get go. They're 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 likely to um, have a nice return uh, if the the companies are generating cash flow. Uh, they could be sustainable businesses that are worth investing in if the investment is not predicated solely on them having a half a billion dollar exit to Google. Uh, and so, and so, rather than, and, and and a lot of those companies, by the way, happen to be uh, social impact companies. Uh, you know, having a you know a, a social function uh, in addition to an economic function, uh, and, and so companies who are deserving of funding either do not get funded because the perception is that they're not going to generate that you know ten x fifteen x return, or if they get funded. They're funded under the premises that they will have such a return, 
And when they don't, it creates enormous stress in the relationship between the companies and the investors because their expectations were not properly set from the get-go. Uh, and, and so there, you know, that just leads to, to a greater chance that, um, uh, that those companies will, will fail as a result of um, the lack of trust and cooperation between themselves and their investors. So that makes very good sense, David. Um, we're going to take a break in about a minute here. Uh, but as we uh, look at this kind of funding and so on, uh, tell us quickly, what's the difference between a conventional venture capital funding and a structured edge funding so that our listeners can put that in perspective as we take a break and then dive into a deeper discussion of both? Sure. So a structured exit concept is one that the returns to the investor is, are, are, are not entirely predicated on having that big exit. The investor can realize a return from ongoing cash flow generation by the company. Uh, you know, think about it in a context of, of baseball. Is is instead of striking striking out ten times and having a couple of home runs, you win the game by striking out very few times and having a bunch of singles and doubles. Uh, and so you can mitigate your risk by not relying entirely on an exit and having a return um, that is based on the company's cash flow as opposed to having to wait until there is an exit opportunity. And with that, we have to take a break now for our sponsors. We'll be right back with more from David Gitlin about structured exits. More ways you can source capital for your company's growth on VC Confidential is coming up. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music are back with the inside scoop on what VCs are thinking and where they are investing today and tomorrow on VC Confidential, only on WMR.FM. Welcome back to VC Confidential. I am Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music talking about what you as an investor, advisor, or entrepreneur need to know about venture capital. Before the break, we opened the conversation about structured exits with attorney David Gitlin of Royer Cooper Cohn Braunfeld here in the Philly area. David, we got a few more questions. Sure. For example, 
when is structured exit funding the best choice for a founder? What questions should entrepreneurs ask themselves when making a decision to seek this kind of conventional equity funding? I know that's two questions. Maybe they relate together. Maybe they don't. But Yeah. So, so for entrepreneurs who, who feel that they can give an investor a, a good return without counting on having uh, a significant exit, uh, that's an attractive mechanism because they can get funded uh, you know, either because they, they, they can provide that return or, um, um, uh, or, 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 or because um, otherwise they wouldn't be a, an investor willing to invest in them. So, so, so that already provides an avenue of funding that they didn't have before. So that should be attractive to them. In addition to that, not every entrepreneur is necessarily looking to exit in a relatively short period of time. They want to build a business going forward. And so this allows them to continue being building the business for a long time without having their investors on top of them, uh, you know, essentially forcing them uh, to sell the company. Uh, the... The, the other benefit to an entrepreneur is that once the return, the agreed upon return in the structured exit is, is achieved, they can essentially get their company back. They, they, they can take out the investor uh, and, and suffer accretion or, or you know, what's reverse dilution. Uh, and and get uh, the piece of the company that they originally sold to the investor. So that's why it's attractive to the entrepreneur. It makes very good sense, David. Um, I know that as we look at the advantages of the entrepreneur, uh, you covered two things. One, if you really don't think you're going to sell at that half a billion mark already, you know, anything less, you're going to be one of the 80% that die right that will survive. And, um, and certainly only 4% we know of a conventional venture capital company worldwide will really return uh, an extraordinary, uh, or if you will, an even acceptable ROI to the fund. And so we know that all the rest of the companies may not be a good match. And the second thing you pointed out, of course, is that entrepreneurs should really consider, do you really want to sell your company or go public in rare instances? So those are two good pieces. But let's dig now into why um, VCs or even, if you will, investors, either individual, venture capital fund managers and so on, would also want to choose this. Um, I think there may be a space uh, for this kind of structured exit, even in conventional funds, should they decide to kind of expand their offerings. But now we are seeing a few, you know, venture firms such as the Masters Fund uh, that do this pretty much exclusively because we are funding that other 96% of those very fine companies solving the better ways to live and work together. Do you see this as, if you will, a complete business model uh, for such venture funds, looking at it from the investor side now? Um, I, I do. I mean, the, again, the, the, the concept in the venture capital industry is, is huge returns or failure, and it doesn't have to be that way. Mm -hmm. Investors can still uh, have significant downside protection through the mechanism of, of a structured exit without necessarily losing a lot of the upside. So 
for for an investor, I think if it's properly structured, it's a, it's a win-win. They can preserve an upside if the company does indeed end up with a nice exit. Dig into and, that, David. Explain yeah. how that works. Because at the moment, what we've said is, well, you can set it so, okay, uh, we're going to buy your stock at, uh, I don't know, 100, and you're going to sell it back. Uh, we're going to sell it back to you at 200. This is the structured exit, if you will. So we have now scribed how much we're going to make on this uh, deal. But you're saying, no, there's more. Dig into that for our listeners. Right. So, so one of the advantages and disadvantages of a structured exit is that is a somewhat amorphous concept. It, 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 can be, it can be taken in any number of directions. Unlike the typical VC deal, which is pretty understood and structured, uh, no pun intended, uh, this, this one uh, needs to be customized. And so there are any number of ways to structure a deal in a, quote, structured exit format. What I like to do is I like to overlay on top of a traditional uh, venture capital investment, a, a feature that makes the security they acquire, typically a, a Series A preferred, uh, mandatorily redeemable. So that as cash flow is generated, and you, you have a definition of what is excess cash flow or available cash flow, as cash flow is generated, that money is used to, um, to redeem the preferred you have piecemeal until you get to a predetermined, agreed upon um, uh, return on investment. So, so you know that at, at a minimum, you are getting some of your money back and, and eventually you get to that pre-agreed return which could be you know, two, three times your, your money. In addition to that, what I've created is a, a, an exit warrant. And the exit warrant is designed to basically, basically say to, the, to the, the issuer, the company, listen, even though we have achieved our desired return and we are out, to the extent you do have an exit, in the next X number of years, we want to share in that upside as well. Yeah, not to the same extent we would have shared if we were a regular venture capital invest, investor, but we still want to share a piece of that. And so you create this warrant that gives you that excess upside. So at the end of the day, if this is a company that is going to get sold to Amazon for a billion dollars, then, then I think you may be better off doing a, a, a conventional venture capital exit and, and take the risk that they are one of the 4%. But, but if realistically that's not really likely to happen, you're much better off sacrificing a little bit of the upside for the enormous downside protection of getting your money back over time, even before you get to an exit event. Um, getting so your money back plus a return. That's right. So uh, what we like about the structured exit model at the Master's Fund is that it does provide us with a much likelier scenario of seeing at least our 1x back. 
Okay, And in that, we are better than 51% of all the funds that are out there already. Just ask the Kaufman Foundation, right? I keep quoting that. So, And it's a staggering number that don't return the 1x. But as we look at that, then we say, okay, now we have scribed our returns to maybe 2x or 3x or 4x or even 5x, right? Depending on the risk, the amount of time that it will take to return it and so on. But I think that also illuminates maybe for the entrepreneurs as well as investors, uh, the kind of company that's suitable for this. It has to be a company that is likely to see a significant excess cash flow. In other words, somebody with a gross margin that is sufficient that they'll be able to take a nice percentage of the gross margin and pay this uh, sum to redeem their stock in a reasonable period of time. Otherwise, we're again hanging on for 10, 15, 20 years, you know, to get where we're going. At least we're seeing cash. That's good. But at the same time, uh, it, if you will, takes too long. So in your experience, what is the usual redemption uh, there? Do you say it's a, you know, one and a half X? In other words, you know, I don't know, 50% interest, 100% interest, 200%. And how long do they usually take? You've written a number of these. Yeah, I mean, we don't have a huge sample, unfortunately, because people are still somewhat reluctant to, to adopt this model that I think is a no-brainer. Yeah, uh, but everything but, new takes a while. So, yeah. yeah. But but usually, usually we're talking about two and a half x or three x, mm -hmm. uh, and the, and the redemption period is usually you know three to three to six years. Uh, and so, sometimes so, there is hold, an exit hold, event before that. You got to say that again, David. Wait a minute. At a time when the banks have less than 1%, right? And the stock market itself, yes, it's doing well, but it's quite volatile. Nothing goes up at the volatility index, right? Um, you're telling me, and I agree, that consistently in less than the usual 10-year structured period of, sorry, pun intended, right, for a conventional VC, you can get two and a half to three X. That's pretty damn good when the financial managers in the public sector are saying you should be looking at returns between four and five percent in the public sector in the coming years. So if if you if you look at the venture capital industry as a whole, um, the, the the returns are really pretty unimpressive for a high risk investment here. You have a high-risk investment that is more likely to give you returns than a traditional model. In addition to that, in, in, in many companies that are doing okay, that are doing well, are generating cash flow, the investors want to keep going to the point where you know, they, they need a 10x, a 15x in order to offset losses in other investments. So they need to keep going until that company reaches that valuation that gives them that kind of return. Well, a company that is doing well, that, that needs to keep going for you know, three more years at that pace in order to achieve that valuation, is taking a huge risk during the period where they are you know, during that period where they ready, they're ready to start returning an investment and the period where they need to get to a certain level of, in, of return of investment in order to satisfy their investors. During that yes. period, a lot of bad things can happen. Uh, yes, I think you're absolutely right, David. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, 
we're going to ask for your wisdom on how we look at the structured exit model. This is Jillian Music with Ann Kennedy. We'll be right back. More ways you can source capital for your company's growth on VC Confidential is coming up. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music are back with the inside scoop on what VCs are thinking and where they are investing today and tomorrow on VC Confidential, only on WMR.FM. Welcome back to VC Confidential. We are so glad you joined us. We are joined today by attorney David Gitlin of Royer Cooper Cohen Braunfeld right here in Philadelphia, or more or less in the region. Um, In the last segment, David, you really uh, outlined the risks and the uh, benefits of uh, the risks of conventional venture capital, the benefits of of, uh, uh, structured exits. But we have a burning question. It's got kind of a long intro. Can you bear with me while I tee it up? Sure. Okay, here goes. We have heard some reluctance, more than some actually, from both founders and investors to this funding model. Most of the time, it's because they don't understand the model. Sometimes we hear from VCs that the upside is not sufficient enough to be interesting, air quotes. But I think the returns to investors in in conventional venture capital don't correlate with the risks of the asset class. Our own master's fund CFO, Carly Price, has performed an in-depth study of hundreds of VC funds and published a scathing report on the actual distributions. While so many angel groups and VC funds tout very high returns, and almost all have a goal of returning a net 3x return, in truth, Carly asserts that none, none, zero, nada, have ever actually done so. So Jillian and I think this is an educational issue. Absolutely. Um, 
yeah, Anne and I have talked about this, and, and we think that people need to learn, of course, more about structured exits, how they reduce risk, increase stability of returns, and the size. And we've illuminated some of that already. Uh, but in your experience, what is the ROI that investors see in conventional venture equity? And now you're indicating that they can reasonably see about a 2.5 or more in the structured exit. So let's talk about the averages. Well, so, so the last statistics I saw gave the industry as a whole around if, if four and a half, five percent uh, IRR, uh, which is which is a, a pretty modest IRR for, for a, a high-risk investment. If you take out the top quartile uh, of the venture funds, the, the return is actually uh, negative. So, mm -hmm. so, so uh, that means that really more than, more than three quarters of the funds um, you know, either lose money or barely return anything. Uh, mm -hmm. And again, it's because they have this all or nothing model. If they have a model that basically said, we're going we're gonna to start returning money to our investors as soon as the company is able to pay it, rather than uh, as soon as the company achieves a valuation of 10x for our investors, the, the ability to make, to, to make those returns um, to, to increase the IRR for their investors and to risk uh, and, to, and to significantly reduce the risk of, of deals that don't return anything increases dramatically uh, through this structure. I would agree. And uh, thank you so much, David. We are sadly out of time. Um, but this is a topic which I think all of us are raving fans of and certainly rabid about. Uh, I hope that it does extend to others. Um, so, and with that, this is a wrap for this episode of VC Confidential. Thank you both. Well, you are most welcome, David. Before we go, would you like to tell people how they can reach you if they want to learn more? Uh, sure. Uh, they can They can uh, reach me at uh, dgitlin, D-G-I-T-L-I-N, at rccblaw.com. Great. Um, we really appreciate your illuminating this for us uh, and... We're in your camp. We are so in your camp. So <laughs> that's, as Juliet said, that's a wrap for this episode of VC Confidential. We invite you to join us each Tuesday for a new episode as we take a deep dive into the opaque world of venture capital and share learnings and ideas of the inner workings of the shrouded corner of business finance known as venture capital. We'd like to thank our producers at WMR.FM who agreed to take a chance on our new show, VC Confidential. You can listen to future shows right here on WMR.FM and in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you like to get your podcasts. You will find all of our CEO Coach podcasts there as well. I'm in music, and this week, David Gitlin, and we are so glad you joined us on VC Confidential. Till next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. 
any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited.